Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. It is Hardcore Listing. Welcome back. And if it is your first time, welcome. I hope you have a lovely time here. It is me, Christopher Glasson. If you're watching this on video, uh, my uh, colleague has said that I look like I'm going to Glastonbury in 1992 because I'm wearing a tie-dye shirt, which is Rich coming from the ultimate hippie, my co-host, Refugeesus. <laughs> Hello, Christopher. Uh, William Glasson. How are you this morning, mate? I'm I'm good, man. Well, look, I'm we've, good. we've not addressed. We've not addressed. Um, obviously, I've addressed the fact that you're, you're bringing back tie-dye. Um, yeah. But... We've not addressed your 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 accident yet on this podcast. No, and and if this is going out on Acast and not on the yeah. Patreon episode, is it going out on Acast? We might as well put this out Monday. So we should we should give you a heads up. Normally, if this is your first time listening, we get a subject and we do a top five. But me and Chris haven't really caught up for a while, um, and there's mm. there's two reasons. And one was Chris was being radical. Well, fundamentally, we don't like each other. Essentially, yeah. that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um. Well, I'll tell you what, before we do anything, we'll ex- no, no, let's just explain this, get this bit done first. So we normally have um, <laughs> guests on, sometimes we don't, and we do top fives, and we can't down our top five things around that subject, whether it be albums, films, anything, 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 anything. We've, we've, what I have realised is next week um, is the anniversary, it's our fifth anniversary. Wow, that's We've been incredible. doing this podcast five years. Um and uh, and yeah, but today because we've not really sort of seen each other for a while, and we've we've been both been very very busy, we mm, thought we'd have yeah. a catch up because well, yeah, I, I've I've been across Europe and and Chris has went across Europe, but but knackered himself. So uh, <laughs> you went, you went to a war zone, came back fine. <laughs> I went to a leather zone and came back with a broken collarbone. Yeah. So what happened? I can't tell you because it's going out on Acast. I had, I had, I had, I had a fall on the slopes in France, and it resulted in a a, a, a blown to pieces collarbone. Right. And um, but um, I, I will tell all the gory details of that on a Patreon episode. Okay. Okay. But I've got my reasons. All right. And I have also been busy. I mean, like obviously, Stu, what this po- podcast, this episode is going to be all about. Um, your your amazing thing that you've done recently with what's been going on uh, with Russia invading Ukraine and a decision you made with some of your friends to go and 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 support support Ukraine. 
and stand with them, um, which I think is absolutely incredible. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be talking about what you did. Instead of doing a top five, of course, I'm sure the listeners um, and our patrons will pick out their top five favourite points from this conversation. It'll be, um, it'll be top five things we've said wrong. Yeah, it will be, because they're petty. Like, uh, what was it? L- little Black Dress, Jade Adams. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Serious Black Jumper, Little Black Dress. There was the word black in it, and it was an item of clothing. What else do I... What, what, exactly, what else do you mate. want from me, exactly. Pip? Fucking exactly. hell, mate. I was shouting out one of our mates. Yes, I can't remember her creative endeavours, but I still gave the shout-out, and exactly. she needs it. Exactly. <laughs> she, needs, she needs that shout-out from me with uh, uh, an Amazon, Amazon Prime fucking comedy show. Exactly. Um, Anyway, listen, we have both been busy. Should I will we, say, we get a word I, from our sponsors quickly? Oh, go, let go on then. Okay, first up, we have a brand new message from our sponsor, love-beer.co.uk. Charles says, we're delivering to home and office bars in and around London, including Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and more. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. This year, with rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about three twenty a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes, all the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per pint cost will be even lower and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film, photography and production work. Absolutely. Handsome Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for bloody ages. Yeah, and we can tell you two things about them. Number one, their stuff is excellent. They work for massive global brands, charities and companies of all shapes and sizes. The content they create does really, really deliver. We've done shoots with Luke. Uh, Loads of the people, our partners over at the network and our mates have done shoots with Luke. Always banging and they're always getting results. Yes, yes. And number two, they're just bloody nice to work with. The team at Bang Boom always give it their all. The business ethics are sound and they're a bunch of warm, proper, decent people. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, check out bangboomcreative.com, sponsors of Hardcore Listing. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Renzi Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly, even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for SAMA. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. Hot holidays. 
There we have it. There's our lovely sponsors. New adverts, new excited information from all those crazy kids. Hope you enjoyed it. Go and check out. Uh, you want to become a karate instructor? Check out Summer Academy. You want a bar in your back garden? Check out Love Beer. If you want videos of you in the bath, check out Bamboom Creative. I'm sure Luke's going to be less impressed with my plug there. Ah, <laughs> uh, get our little WhatsApp group with uh, with Summer Academy. He's bought a fucking Apple Watch, and <laughs> pair of losers. And he, he calls you grandfather time. <laughs> Grandfather time uses a sundial. Yeah, you fucking want to get up to speed. And um, and a big shout out to Luke Bamboom for um, the wonderful uh, artwork he's been putting together recently of mean crutches and all that other stuff. And, and um, all the and photo being... shoot stuff he done for the Patreons. Oh. Amazing. Oh, fuck those. Fuck the MSC. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be cut turn heel to the MSC for a few You're weeks. Start a splinter group. <laughs> I'm gonna start a splinter splinter group. <laughs> Everything matters. That's the splinter group, um, yeah. Um, and 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 Charles, hopefully, I'm gonna we're gonna see. He's got some big news for us soon from Love mm. Beer. So um, you know the the OG sponsor, yeah, Charles. Um, looking to ha- looking to hang out with him and Luke because they're both Margate uh, Kent bound, right? Mm. Anyway, you said you've been very busy. Yeah, I was busy with a fractured bone, but I have been busy with um, taking poos and sending you pictures of poos as Kids well. For that, I think you need to just keep it a little bit real while you're out saving the planet. Mm. And I did have a massive poo the other day, and I just think it's worth <laughs> sending this out to all our listeners. Like you it said, was, it didn't do it justice, but I still thought, oh, "Wow, it was big." If you like, if you was to like really think about it, if you think the width of that poo, if you look at in the pan, it's half, almost half the width of as it goes into the water, almost. You really get an idea then of quite how big that was. It's like, you know, when you watch wildlife documentaries and it's of a crocodile and you think that's, that don't look that big. But if you was next to it, you'd be absolutely, oh my God. Yeah. You know, it really, it really was big. It was the length of my forearm because I should have put something against it. I did think of doing that. But like, I measured it against my forearm. It was definitely the length of it. I was going to fish it out like a koi carp and then just hold it in a picture like a and have Molly, take, have, a, yeah, have Molly take a picture of it. But... Alas, I didn't, uh, much to everyone's uh, uh, disappointment. Shall we get on with what's really important? And that's you working for charity. Charity, and mate. Doing all... So basically, you decided to hop in a van and take some shit out to Ukraine. I thought that would be as easy as it got. Yeah. And, and, and so why did you decide to do all this, Stu? Well, I had COVID. I, got, I managed to avoid COVID for like a couple of years until a war starts. I mean, everybody forgets about COVID, so you don't get any sympathy. Um, mm. And my, <laughs> my my parents are out in Australia um, visiting my brother. Uh, so when I got COVID, um, the family was like, right, go on, go and, go and live around your mums. We don't want you around here with your germs. So I went yeah. and, and they've got a nice like, house in like, a little village. Um, and And it was probably about day two of the conflict and... I was just sitting indoors on my own at night and I decided I was going to pop to the little village shop and buy a bottle of red wine and I went glassing. I spent nine quid on a bottle of red wine. Um, it was probably a three quid bottle of wine, but in, the, in that shop, it's a little <laughs> village shop, so they do pull your pants down. But um, yeah. I had a nice glass of red wine. Did that? And, yeah. uh, and I was just sitting there watching the news like all of us, like on repeat, just constantly just yeah. blown away by what, what I was seeing. Um, and I just sort of stopped and I had like, 
a little bag of uh, Walker's Sensations and uh, yeah. and my glass of wine with my feet up in this lovely house in this quaint little village. And and I thought, you know what? I've got a family that's safe in my house yeah. just up the road. Yeah. And I just felt like some fucking awful fucking corporate fat cat just sitting there watching this whilst swigging wine. Uh, and I just thought... Oh, I'm gonna do something, and uh, and I and I and I went to bed that night, and then I woke up the next morning, uh, and I had a message from uh, Martin Rossiter from the Made Up Band Gene, um, <coughs> and he was like somebody that I was super super in awe of, and like spent ages hounding to come on my podcast, and he phoned me up, and I was like, my friend Emily Capel messaged me and just went, Martin Rossiter from Jean's going to call you in a minute. I've given him your number. I hope you don't mind. And I was like, yes. And uh, and he was like, look, I'm thinking, I've just been watching the news and I'm going to do something. Like, you, you've got a few people in your phone book that might be able to help. Like, mm. can you ask some people? I'm going to put a mm. gig on. And that was in the morning. And by the afternoon... Shepherd's Bush Empire was booked, and and I just hit up. Oh, that is crazy, Stu. I saw all that happening, and I just thought you were just cheering on your mate. I didn't really realise that you'd help organise it. No, and I'm not taking too much credit for that because I I didn't. That was Martin Rossiter, and it was the guy. If you're watching on there. video, Stu's nodding, say, and Malvin, it was all me. By the way, uh, um, no, and it was um, uh, the, the the guys that do the star shaped events. Like, um, but I just. Message friends of the podcast. I, I'm yeah. straight away. I messaged James from Star, uh, Star Sailor, mm-hmm. and he said yes. And then I mentioned uh, I messaged Billy from the Subways, and he said yes. Uh, and I messaged Amazing. Andy Bell from Oasis and Ride, and he said yes. And um, friend of the show uh, Sam Duckworth, get Cape, where Cape Fly, and he said yes. So, so basically, you did have a lot to do with it, then, Stu. No, no, so I, I, I sent some text. I, I sent some text messages, and then in, then passed them on to. Once they said yes, I just introduced them to mm. Martin, and then. Okay. The, 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 so that happened really quickly, and I was like, "Wow, that's all been turned around in a day." Like, and then obviously, what I do for a job, I thought, should I just do an event somewhere like mm. in Essex? Should I do an event at the Brush, and I just thought. Mm. And I just thought, do you know what? I reckon, like, I don't just want to earn ticket sales. I want to, I want to make a lot of money, and I want to to keep for yourself. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But then I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to get a van, and I reckon I could fill that up with donations. And 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 I thought, right, who's up for this? And and I and I phoned um, my mate George. Um, who's 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 he's a lot younger than me, uh, but he's got a lot oh. of energy, <clears throat> uh, and he's always up for dumb shit. Uh, and I just went, I'm thinking of getting a van and driving to the Ukraine border, uh, to deliver like a van full of stuff. You up for it? And and he just went, yeah, hundred percent. And I was like, right, that's cool. I've got a co-pilot, um, <laughs> and. You, well, you'd need one of those as well because you can't drive for shit, can you? Let's be uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, and uh, and then yeah, I I, um, I I put a message out on social media just saying, can anybody lend me a van? I need a van for like a week um, because I thought it was going to take about five days. 
um, looking. I, I looked at the the maps and and the mileage, and it's it's a fucking long way. And uh, uh, and someone come back straight away and said, "Yeah, they can give us a van." And then that fell through, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and then this this wonderful young lady called Katie, who um, runs a company called Envirovan in Basildon, uh, just messaged me, and I. I'd, Turns out I've met her once at the boxing club. Um, her boyfriend trains down there, and and I've met her only a few weeks previously. Like, and and she went, look, I've got a van. Like, you can, you can, ha- you can have it. Um, like, and it was this fucking amazing van as well. Um, and so it was like, we've got the van. This is this is it. We're, we're sorted now. And then there was other things that I hadn't considered, like fuel. Um, it's cheap at the moment, <laughs> um, and. Uh, and then the company that initially said they'd be able to get me a van that couldn't, then said, um, they were called Hyaco. Uh, they said they would give me 500 quid for juice. So I was like, right, that's that sorted. Um, okay, now I'm going to like announce that I'm going to do a collection point at the toothbrush um, hmm. for 12 o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, bearing in mind I was going on the f- Saturday. Um, and I was just like, right, okay, I'm relying on the kindness of strangers here. And we'd had that door to the club open 10 minutes, and I reckon 40 people had arrived with bags, wow. bags of nappies, sanitary towels, medical supplies. Used ones or clean? Yeah, all used. Um, uh, and, yeah, and, and um, thermal clothing, um, lots of kind of, sort of like baby bottles and, and baby food and stuff. Uh, and it was like, oh my fucking god, this is mental. And then within like about two hours, I was like, we filled the van, hundred percent. We've definitely filled the van. The, the, the for those that haven't been to the toothbrush, the, the, the stage is very, very big, and it was full, absolutely full. And I was like, how's that going to fit in this van? Have we overplayed it? Did you get it all in there? At, with with space left. So wow. But. Just everybody, we weren't just ex-clubbers. We put it out on community groups on on Facebook. And this old dear come up and she said, um, I've saved up, she must be about 80, I've saved up me boots loyalty points and I've just bought you this pack of Aww. nappies. And like, and it was like, oh, fuck me. Like, my bottom lip was all over the place. Like, and Aww. like, even the traffic warden, like, you know, no one's ever got anything good to say about them. He literally said, I'm not going to, charge anyone that parks outside here dropping off stuff uh and he was like anyone that pulled in he was like Are you dropping off stuff and they're like oh uh no and he was like move and uh <laughs> so he just kept it all clear for for people that were dropping off stuff to not get ticketed so it was like you've seen so much that was good. his contribution that was i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna be a massive wow <laughs> <Yeah>. shout out <laughs> to that traffic warden, the, the real hero of this fucking episode <laughs> but uh but yeah, and like then what we uh, <laughs> that that night, my friend Charlie phoned me up and she was like, um, "What are you what are you doing about um, customs and uh, and getting into the EU?" And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, says, because you're taking goods across." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's it's aid. It's, it doesn't matter." I'd already booked the Euro Tunnel, so that was done. Uh, and so it was like, right, like we've got, we're all done. And then I looked into the logistics of getting into the EU now that 
we are no longer part of it and everybody hates us. We made us. that wise decision to yeah. fuck them off, yeah. Nice one, guys. Um, and, yeah, it was so much paperwork and red tape. And I was like, oh, no. Like, the, the, we're in too deep now. And, and I've got a bit, I come home that night and I was like, I've bitten off more than I can chew. Mm. Like, I think I might have just been a little bit too ambitious here. Because you've got this van full of stuff, and but then you realise that you can't read or write, so how are you going to do the forms? This is, basically. Th- yeah, that was basically it. You could have just dr- driven that van straight into Basildon. I right. think Basildon needs it just <laughs> as much as fucking Ukraine. But, um, but then, like, um, a friend of mine, Gary Waters, um, I put a thing on Facebook just saying, like, look, I've hit a hurdle. Does anybody know anything about getting goods into the EU and the paperwork in and around it? And my friend Gary got in touch and went, speak to this guy. It's what he does for a living. And I phoned him. His name was Mike White uh, from Brunel Logistics. Uh, And he was like, look, I do this every day. I'll do it for free. It's good what you're doing. Uh, Amazing. And so that was like, oh. But then it was like, stuff coming back if you've done this you need this and it was like right okay but at this mm. point i'm now realizing that we've got probably i reckon we took about we estimated about eighteen thousand pounds worth of aid out there right. like um looking at how much a pack of nappies cost a pack of this and pack yeah. of that, and like yeah, it was cool. it was ridiculous like the van was floor to ceiling tetra style packed it was yeah, yeah. unreal yeah. um but everything had to be itemized so we then say Oof. you've got I don't know, fucking hell, 10,000 items. We had to itemise every single one. Fuck, man. Like, on paperwork. So, for two days, we were just at the toothbrush, and big love to all the staff there that come in on their days off to help us do that, because we'd be fucked. And so, we had to itemise... Traffic Wilden, did he come in and help? uh, No, no, he just kind of... I think he started ticketing people outside again at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he did his bit. But, but yeah, you know, and then it was Friday morning... That we, I mean, it was going Saturday morning, Friday morning. We got all the paperwork saying you're good. Because um, didn't they then change? Did they then change the rules after you went? Because the, now the, you I can think basically rules just change. get to the border and they'll just let you through. I think it changes next Monday. Oh uh, right, well. Uh, cheers. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But, um, yeah, and then uh, we, uh, we, we, it was like, right, I think we're good to go. And, and I, like, I was fucked. I was proper yeah. fucked. It was like, yeah. you you know that, like, I'm not bad at, you know, uh, having a few things on the go at once. Um, yeah, master plate spinner. Master plate spinner. Uh, but this one was like, fuck, you know. And then, obviously, I think to prep all my normal work and, like, things like podcasts for yourself mm-hmm. and... And all my social media stuff, scheduling all of that, so that can all go when I'm away. It was like fucking hell. This is. Hold like... on, I did a social media post. I oh, know, I oh, know. Thank you. I did a so I think you know like that traffic warden. Yeah, not all heroes wear capes, man. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and then um, what was uh, like really like it, it? It just felt like okay, so this is all good to go now. And I had set up a just giving page and I hadn't shared anything really on it. And I'd set a target of two grand. And I looked and it was on like 2,300. And I, and I was like, fuck it, I've not shared it yet. Like, it was just mm. that that I think like a few bits had it sort of tagged at the bottom and people had found it. So I was like, fucking hell, that's a good start. And uh, I'll be honest, Stu, like when, when you told me you'd taken the van out there, I think that there was... A, I think sometimes you could think, well, like, wouldn't it be better just to raise money and then send it to one of these charities? Uh, but um, and then you're not like sort of like maybe getting in the way out there. But I actually I sat there and thought, well, to be honest with you, a van, I think, and and physically going out there, really, is there's such a symbolic thing of doing that as well. Like it really shows Ukraine that we want to physically assist. Not we, not me. I had nothing to do with this. You did. You and George. And Paul. Wanted to get out there, and Paul wanted to do that, and I think that speaks volumes to the people of mm. um, uh, of Ukraine that, that the British want to help out. But that I didn't realise you had eighteen grand in the the van. But then I think I think the masterstroke really was the fact that you used that as an entire vehicle as well to promote the what you then went on to do, which is what you're about to say, I, and and that combination of both those things means that you you've just you smashed it, mate. Absolutely. So, so go on then. What did you do to start well, keeping I, I, up that I, I, two grand? On the, on the Wednesday, as well, I should stress that I got a phone call from someone I went to college with and I might have seen a couple of times and gone, oh, how you doing, mate? Yeah. Oh, good to see you, man. Yeah, bye. Uh, you got a number for, or you got my number from someone and just phoned me up and said, is there space in the van? I want to come. Like, I can drive. Uh, like, I'd love to share the driving. And it was like, okay. Uh, and it was a gamble because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'd never gone out with the guy before, but like, we mm. we knew each other like for a long time. Mm. But it's a gamble when you're going to be sitting in this tiny little van with a, you know, a bit of a stranger. Paul could have had bad breath. He could have had the farts. 100%. He might have just been trying to smuggle cocaine out there. Exactly condoms that. Up his exactly ass. that. Did um, he? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, and then like it. it the, the the just giving things in place. So I I I then started messaging like people off of out of bands and off the telly and mm. stuff like that, just saying, look, I'm about to do this. Like, can you send me a little video saying support this link in bio? Uh, 
and everyone was just like, everyone just sent videos back straight away. And like, you know, Pip, like, um, like j- j- yeah, just like um, act- actors like Joe Hartley, Laura Checkley. Um, Kev from American Pie sent me a video, which was w- <laughs> mental. Uh, lovely Brett Goldstein. Um, and yeah, and, and lots of musicians and stuff. And I, I won't name uh, name them all, but it was like, I knew that I had probably 15 videos in my back pocket it was brilliant. as well. It was so good seeing them all come through. So I just thought, once I'm in that van, I'm going to start pushing to just give in and I'm just going to start releasing them videos like every couple of hours. So, so, so before we go any further, for people listening to this and they haven't been, uh, they haven't followed you on Instagram and that, and while they're listening to this and they want to give while they're listening to this podcast, what was the Just Giving page? Just, uh, oh, fuck. Just Giving. We'll put it in the, the show notes for this. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, let me just pull it up. Uh, shout out to, while you're finding that, shout out to Paul for joining you because I bet a load of people, like myself, shoot, once, you, once I saw that and I was back home, I was like, I'd love to come out there with you. But it's, it's all right to have the fault. I mean, okay, I was a bit debilitated. There's one thing to have the fault and feeling good. Oh, yeah, I might like to do that. There's another thing to go, no, fuck that, and actually reach out to you and do that. So props to Paul for, for doing that. Absolutely. Uh, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash stew hyphen whiffing. Justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash stew hyphen whiffing i'll shout that out again at the end so get a pen yeah yeah but if you're listening and you you know you 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 finished your wank and you want to um do something else with your hands then why not why not start doing that and, and giving some money over to stew now absolutely um, go on in mate sorry so um, you, you was getting all your, your your big dicks and all, all your famous people all your famous mates all involved, of that yeah. was all in the back pocket and it was like right okay we're good to go so um we got the paperwork uh and yeah, the van was loaded, and then Saturday morning, four a.m., we drove to the uh, to, to Folkestone to get on the Eurotunnel. Um, they put the van on the X-ray machine uh, and didn't even open the back. So all of that itemising, all of the logistical fucking ball lake, didn't even need it. Uh, but had we not have had it, you know the odds are that you're going to go. Where's all your paperwork yeah, for this? Yeah, exactly. So. And you get sent home, mate. So you've got to do yeah. it. You've got to be prepared. And, 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 and I've got to it's be like honest. a condom. I'd rather have it and not need it. <laughs> Definitely won't need it because I yeah. never get laid. Um, or need it and not have one and just that, get that, that, AIDS. As soon as we got again, as soon again. as we got on that train, I I just thought, oh thank fuck, because I just was hearing so many nightmare stories of people getting to stressful like, folks I bet and, you was. and 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 getting yeah. turned around. And just being refused entry because yeah. so many people yeah. just turned up with a van load of stuff. Went no, no, I'm going over there, and it was like, well, where's all your documentation? Um, mm. And and like like me, I would have turned up there had that conversation not been had. I would have just turned up totally underprepared. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we uh, quite quickly they said I'm not allowed to drive um, because I drive like a pensioner. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I've only driven to you to Manchester, and it was the longest drive of my life. <laughs> it was it was awful. You were in the slow lane the fucking whole way, and at that point, you had a really fancy Jag yeah. that could have comfortably cruised like at seventy yeah. all the way there, and you were literally doing about 60, fifty-five to sixty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was in an accident when I was younger. Right, and. Uh, they were doing 100 mile an hour all the way there. 
And Did I they was, get? I bet in Germany you get on the autobahn from it France to Ukraine was pretty much one road. Like, really? It was just one. It, we saw nothing other than motorway. Like we drove. Mm. Like on the first day, we drove through France, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Germany. Didn't see a thing other than motorway. Um, and yeah, we got us. We got to like quite close to the Polish border on day one. Like props to their driving. It was like unreal. Like we 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 got to Dresden. Um, and and COVID is still a big big deal in Germany. Um, we had a a kind of what most people wear the little sort of blue surgical masks, and when we mm. walked into, we got so many other people. I should shout out as well, just kind of turned up and was like, "Oh, here's twenty quid. Just keep that, or here's a few euros. Keep that for like get yourself like a little hotel room, or Aww. get yourself some like food." And so like pint, yeah. like we had a couple of quid. Uh, because we had to pay for like the Euro Tunnel stuff ourselves, and that ain't cheap. And like, and and yeah, and we had to sort of dig deep a- ourselves a few times. But mm. it was like it just felt weird, just saying like, "Oh look, you know, let's we we can't ask people for charity money and then you know use it to fucking go and buy a fucking burger for dinner." Do you know what I mean? That don't work like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice that some people just went, look, it, it is, is a few quid and this is what it's for. And it was like, oh, that was amazing. And that helped mm. so much because, mm. um, yeah, we got to Dresden and uh, and, and, and got a, a, some cheap digs. Uh, and then we was told that we can't, if we wear these masks in Germany, we'll get fined. They're not the, 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 the right masks. Oh, right. You have to wear these masks. Everywhere was shutting at like 10 o'clock. It was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, no, you just think, we just wanted some dinner and like mm. a beer. Looking for masks. And Were like, the masks, was it just an orange ball gag? Like, yeah. Was that what you need in yeah, Germany? It was, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and I thought, oh, just fuck's sake, lads. I said, Chris has yeah. got a fucking box of these. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I would have known. <laughs> Trying to get them through customs, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fucking, you want to swap them? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and so like literally that. I think we drove for ele- uh, eleven hours that day, and then was just watching the fucking just giving page. Every time I posted a video, my email notification, Bing, 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 Bing. Amazing. Someone's donated. Someone's donated. Someone's donated. Uh, and yeah, uh, and I think I think we was up to like four grand. I think on like the first day. And it was like fucking hell, and 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 you know, it's important. We, we didn't sort of put any pictures up or videos of, of us like laughing in the cab, but obviously we was going to have a a laugh. We're not. We mm. know the nature of of and the seriousness of what we're doing and why we're doing it. But you can't sit in a cab with two other fellas for like eleven hours and not. And, and we weren't sitting there fucking. And only see motorway. And like, yeah. And we're I mean, that, that there became fucking... Lord of the Rings very quickly. Like, Lord of the Rings basically is about some people walking across a continent. Yeah. Really, that sounds quite boring. Like, there's a, there's the odd orc. So, but like, most of it is just motor, basically footpath, but yours was motorway. So I guess 100%. you had to liven it up a little bit. So we, we did. We, we had a good chat and we all got to know each other. Thankfully, like, you know, Paul won a serial killer. He was really nice, and and we had we had a really <laughs> Thank good God. <laughs> yeah, we had a really nice time, like chatting and getting to know each other, and uh, and 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 it was all quite light-hearted. And then you know, I think we 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 got to bed about ten o'clock on Saturday night, and then at six we was up. You woke up and Paul was sucking your big toe, and like, and he was like, oh, yeah. I get it. Well, we'd we'd also 
had a phone call from someone um, saying, like, do you know exactly where you're going when you get <laughs> to the border? Yeah. And we was like, oh, we've got a few options. Um, but what we didn't want to do was be driving around looking for somewhere. No. You know, or we didn't want to just sort of pull up in a lay-by and start handing out nappies and tampons to... <laughs> To, to, to random yeah. people on the off chance they might be refugees. We had no idea what we was going to see. Um, and we got a phone call from a, 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 a mutual friend, and she was like, and her husband uh, he, he's like, yeah, the highest of the highest in the military. Uh, and and he was, he was doing work, um, like, uh, I, I guess, high-level security work with journalists. Um in and out of of uh, of Ukraine, and, and we got told to contact him, and and he was really really informative and gave us this address to go to. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we knew that we were going to get up at six o'clock on the Sunday uh, and drive across Poland. Uh, it's a fucking big place, Poland. It's fucking massive, uh, and and drive across Poland to this address. So we got up and. You know, jumped straight in the van at six o'clock in the morning and just off we went again for 11 and a half hours um, of just, just fucking pedal wow. to the floor. But as you start to kind of get across Poland, the joke sort of stopped a little bit then because you then start to kind of go, ah, oh, right. And then you're seeing on the other side of the road coming away. You should also point out this was the day that Lviv was bombed, which is like mm -hmm. 30 miles from the border. Yeah. Uh, and so we've seen Polish people driving away from the border as well that were probably mm. thinking, like we would, if if London was being bombed, yeah, you'd be thinking, you'd whoa, off. I'm I going to get yeah. out of here. Where, where, yeah. Where's this going? Um, but we've just seen like vans and mini buses and coaches from like all over Europe, like with Ukraine flags on there and uh, and like Spanish flags, German flags, and they were just literally driving over there, picking up these refugees and driving them back into the cities and stuff like that. Amazing. And and it was like all of a sudden you just start to fucking realise the the situation a bit clearer. It starts to sort of yeah make it it's a bit more clear why you're doing it and and what you're seeing and you're not seeing it on the news. You're starting to sort of see it in real life and it was like whoa and we stopped at services to to get a coffee uh and then you start seeing these minibuses pull in and then you see people getting out of cars that have come from wherever to meet their ukrainian relatives and you're seeing these emotional embraces in car parks and and then you just start to think whoa okay this is this is fucking heavy like, and, did you and, feel at risk? Did you feel no, at danger? No, no, not at all. Because you're like, hard, or yeah, yeah, just that, yeah, yeah. Like, um, no, 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 not at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. When we s s looked on the map at where Lviv was, it was like, blimey, <laughs> that's quite <laughs> close. No, yeah, um, I, it's funny thing you shoot. I saw it and I was like, I don't, uh, yeah. I, I think you'd already made it past that point, or and I thought I don't know if I'm just sending you. Oh, just to let you know, they're bombing thirty miles away. I kept checking in, say, "Are you safe?" But I didn't want to start shitting you up too much. No, either. do you know what? It was like, and and yeah, like it. It, it I felt completely safe at all, all, all times. Like I'm not going to overplay Good. this and say that you know 
It, there was nothing scary. Do you know what? There, there was a point when we did sort of, and almost laugh a little bit at it, which was the point when we were seeing all the people going the opposite way to us. And then the traffic that we was going in the same direction as was tanks and military vehicles. And you start mm. to think, why are we going this way? <laughs> <laughs> why is everyone yeah, else going yeah. that way? And we're yeah, following yeah. these dudes. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we got to this um, this centre. That's surreal, Stu. It, it, it was. I filmed that. Like that's that's on the socials. You can see us like overtaking like these, like um, like military vehicles um, and yeah. like, and you think, fucking hell, mm. like this is mad. Like that's going into a war zone. Uh, and and yeah, that that was pretty. That's about as scary as it got. Just being in the comfort of our van, looking at that, you know. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it, there, there was there was no moments that was like, oh fucking, hell, this is scary. Like that there wasn't. Um, and then yeah, we got to this industrial estate, uh, and we couldn't find this building. And then this this little guy come out and was waving a stand, and he said, "Are you here from? You know, did you get told to come here?" Blah blah blah. blah. It's like, yep. And then we just went found this like huge like um, warehouse that was empty until two weeks ago had no electric until a week ago and was full of like volunteers mm-hmm. uh, that were just giving up their time and, and the guy that we met um, at, at the front door was uh, uh, ex um, high level Syrian military and uh, and was doing security work over there and he was he was fucking amazing like really nice guy and they were just like you just see the infrastructure that they've got there and it's just pallets and pallets and pallets and just loads of people sorting stuff and uh and so we pulled it in and and everyone like a couple of them spoke really good english and and everybody was just like really kind and and grateful um and uh yeah we 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 unloaded the van um and was just literally just watching it all being sort of passed around and, and going to the separate places. And then um, he made it clear to us then that um, cause we just presumed everything was going to the refugees. And he said that obviously the nappies and the sanitary items um, uh, uh, and such will, um, and the wipes and stuff like that will be going to uh, the, the, the refugees. Because I need it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but the um, the medical supplies uh, and the thermal clothing that will be going back into the Ukraine for the soldiers, and so that right. was like, oh fucking, fucking that's, amazing, that's, that's, mate, that's that. like that was really imagine really... imagine how like 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 how valuable that was. Like, yeah, you, you, there'll be people out there, Stu, who would. We're not talking about like some unwanted gift. You know when some buys you like some shitty Christmas present and you have yeah. money and then every now and then you get a gift and you're like, it might not even cost a lot of money, but you're yeah. like, I fucking desperately need that. Yeah. You, that, 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 that would have happened like, like hundreds of times probably through the aid that you took out there now. People desperately like, I really need this bandage yeah. or whatever now. So that's incredible, man. So that it's was- worth more than the value of the goods. Like, way more worth more than the value of the goods. Yeah, you know, it's incredible. And they made us a cup of tea and and told us some stories of experiences that they've had there on what's happening and um, a lot of Polish people's views on what's happening. Uh, and because we were saying, look, you know, are you scared? Like this is so close now. Um, mm-hmm. This obviously this is in the wake of the the, the bombing of um, Lviv. Uh, and so, so just hearing all of these people's stories and but. And it was really weird. Like one of the local rags rung me up, and they were fishing for like. So did you see like you know, babies and? And I was like, no, I'm not going to start saying I no. saw loads of horror. I didn't. What no. I saw war porn. Like just exactly, for you. and it was like I'll tell you what I saw. I saw a fucking shitload of love, kindness, and generosity, people. and yeah people just trying to help and that was like fucking incredible to see um and yeah and then we, we literally didn't want to outstay our welcome uh so we had a cup of tea and then literally drove back across poland and into germany um and thankfully george had left his passport in the safe in dresden so we had to go via dresden <laughs> on the way back just so we collect his fucking right, passport right. uh and then, yeah, and then literally, same thing again. Um, I think we, we stopped driving at half nine at night. Everything shut at 10. So we literally just sat on a park bench eating a Burger King and then went to bed. And then up at six. And then um, I, th- I didn't know how far we was going to get on the Monday, but somehow we managed to get to Essex. And so it's it, 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 the driving was insane. Like, them boys just went above and beyond like when you look on the map and you look at the well mileage well that the, they turned that around in th- in less than three days like we was door to door was fucking mental and and yeah and then you know the the just giving grew and grew and i think it's currently on eight thousand six hundred. Um, but Paul had set tell, up his... Tell the sweetener about this, though. That, tell that tell was the, a the absolute sweetener, right? Because this is... This, when I heard this, uh, I spaffed in my pants. I thought this was brilliant. So Paul would also set up um, a Just Giving page because um, yeah. I should point out as well that, that, that George used to race like Formula Ford. Like, so he's like a, yeah. a, a race car driver. Yeah. And Paul um, races... Um, Beetle bugs, um, amazing. Uh, and and I think he's beetle bugs naught to sixteen. It's, 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 I don't know about cars, but it's insane. 
Like so, and your mechanic, yeah. I, I, I did point that out several times on the journey mm-hmm. because they were just talking about motors a lot. And like, do you feel like an imposter? And I've just good drive. You're doing no, no. I'm doing some good stuff here. What are you doing? Social media. Oh yeah, great work. Uh, they they just like, kind of went like, yeah. You just keep doing your, your Facebook stuff, mate. Like, we're, leave the driving to us. And like, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> but um, yeah. And so Paul set up his own just giving page as well. And I think he's he's currently got about sixteen hundred quid on there. <clears throat> So collectively, like we've got, I think about eleven grand now, and uh, and then my friend uh, Jim Banner. Um, this is the bit at, oh, at Warchild. So we've been speaking to to my mate Jim at, at, at Warchild, um, and he'd done me some like headed like headed letter explaining what we was doing. Should we get stopped at you know anywhere and just go like this is what we're doing? Um, you know, it's just it's it's humanitarian aid. Um, and I messaged him just to go, look, Jim, just to let you know, man. Like, you know, I think at the time we, we, we'd raised about eight grand, and I was like, we, we've, we've raised eight thousand quid. And he went, well, you know, with UK aid match, like they double it. So I think at the moment, um, it's brilliant, mate. Yeah, we're, we're we're just shy of twenty one grand. So it's yeah. like plus plus the all the goods in that van you basically took 40 grand's worth of aid so you 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 George and Paul plus everyone who's who's contributed has put in 40 grand into that that uh that that war effort and what's happening out there it's fucking amazing mate well done cheers dude and it, and it, and do you know what like i got up monday tuesday morning uh, and obviously I just hadn't slept for like three days really it was like it was just like a couple of hours in a hotel that and it, you, your mind's still trying to he's racing with like what have I got to do what he's doing and and Tuesday morning I just got up and I thought I'm going to go for a walk with a dog because sun's been shining over here uh, and I was just trying to process like that was in, an insane three days like and, and obviously all the sorting beforehand and then it is when, when you say it like that like just show a forty grand or whatever. You think that's to do that in a week? Fucking home and dry. That's fucking like that was worth every fucking bit of like uncomfortable and like and, and every any fucking little glitch or fucking stress or fucking oh that's not you'll forget that. To, but you'll like never, you'll never remember that, Stu. And all no. those people for for anyone who's helped um, has received a benefit, they'll forever remember that well, kindness. And that, that's yeah, it. you you'll do no wrong for me. You got like a week's like no insults. Oh, from thanks, me, basically. Uh, but yeah, what what I, what I was gonna say was like any fucking discomfort or fucking stress we had, and I don't want to get all Bob Geld off, but like he's pals in comparison to the fucking yeah. shit that they're doing because the, the overriding thing. And I'm going to go for the pitch now because that you can you can donate if you haven't already uh, and you'd like to um, in the show notes. So just go and click the the, the show notes. I've sent you. Please the, do. I've sent you the link, Chris. If people want to, uh, if you yeah. want to put it in there. Um, sure. But um, what what freaked me out is Ukraine's not a poor country. And no, it's not. And two weeks ago, they were doing whatever you're doing right now. Yeah. Like they were sitting there having a coffee in the morning, getting ready to go to work, or they were doing the school run, or they were getting ready to, to, to go to hospital or watch their wife have a baby. Uh, and all the things that we do every day and don't even consider not being a reality of life. And then within days, like two days, they've had to go, we need to go and grab a bag and go and live in a strange country 
not with my husband, not with my brother, not with my father, not with my son. They've got to stay and fight. Fight. In a war. Like pick up assault rifles. And you've got to fight at, like the Russian army. And I, I can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend that in just days, you, you're saying goodbye to your family, thinking, I'm probably going to die, and I'm going to have to probably kill someone, and my house is probably going to not be there. You know, but like just seeing stories of like fucking people that have got like pets just letting them go and hoping they survive, like l- releasing horses into forests and things like that. It's like it's the best chance they've got. And I just think just days ago, exactly the same as me and you. And that was yeah. the thing that fried my fucking brain time and time again that, you know, it's just like people that have got fuck all. Like I've got uh, people, sorry, people that have got normal lives and now have fuck all. Uh, and I just think and, and won't have because uh, they're, they're, they're because that that's it. Those cities are fucked now. Yeah, uh, they've been bombed to shit. He's 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 he, he's targeted residential areas. He's hit hospitals. He's kid killed babies. Um, all because some um, that little mewling anemic prick thought that this you know that that he's got some claim over Ukraine. It's it, you know I, I I'm not saying it's not co- all war motions are complicated. And the West have got aspects of that that they need to take responsibility for. But killing and the Ukraine people and the suffering there is, is, is like you say, from normal, from zero to, hey, we're getting bombed and our whole lives are changed forever. Yeah, insane, insane. And that, that's what I couldn't comprehend. And, and that's the thing that, you know, that I, yeah, if anyone's considering uh, sticking a fiver or a tenner in the pot, then yeah, just imagine that. Just imagine yourself in that situation. It's fucking bananas. It's incomprehensible. So uh, yeah, so that was the journey, and uh, yeah, and so a load of money in the pot for for people that need it. And insane. If anyone's listening that donated items or donated money, and there was some people, and there was lots of friends of the shows, and there's lots of friends mm-hmm. of ours that were so fucking generous, uh, and they all know they are. So like huge love to everybody that that. That yeah, stuck a, a couple of a couple of quid in the pot, and you can still do that. And the notes are in the uh, the, the links in the show notes. Yes, and, and and just on on any of my social medias, you'll find that link. And uh, yeah, if you can do it, and and we can get a bit more, then thanks loads, gang. Oh fucking hell, that was worthy, wasn't it? That was lovely, mate. I think you did a real good <coughs> shout. Um, back to that shit I had though. Yep. Um, I don't think there'll be a shit quite like that ever again. Never. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.